0: It's the Geeky Waffle Podcast. This week we're talking about movies we would like to see redone. In honor of Zack Snyder's Justice League, we kept thinking about what other movies we would like to see get the same treatment. I'm Candace, and with me is my co-host, Arzu. Hello. Hey. Yeah, so like Zack Snyder, like $70 million and four-hour cut of Justice League, and there's Plenty of movies. We would kind of like to see that, too. We were just talking about how there's rumor, but NC-17, Mrs. Doubtfire?
1: Yes. Apparently, I saw on Twitter, I guess Chris Columbus said that he did have a rough R-rated, not NC-17, cut. Yeah. I get, knowing Robin Williams, I'm sure there's NC-17 material out there, but I think he'd actually cut the R-rated stuff together. And I yeah. would love, love to see that.
0: Just to see more improv from... Robin would be amazing. Like, if you listen to any of stand-up, y- you understand why it's a hard R. Oh, I'd love it. I know. So that would be great to see. Maybe
1: for, like, the anniversary or something?
0: Yeah. So the main one I really would love to see the directors get a- another chance at is Phil Lord and Christopher Miller's version of Solo. Yes. 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 So they got fired, and they had nearly directed almost, like, all of the principal photography. And they were replaced by Ron Howard, who finished the movie with significant reshoots. And he kind of had to do that because if you don't direct so much of the movie, you aren't, like, officially the director. Right. And just the fact that they have so much already recorded and said it was, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and kind of meta. The potential that this idea has. I know. And... Lucasfilm apparently was disappointed in like what they were getting from oh god in Inveridge. How do you say his name? Aaron Wright. Aaron Wright. And people were saying that the character was like Ace Ventura more than Han Solo. Okay, see, I can see them feeling very protective of
1: Han Solo. Yeah, especially if that's the last time we're going to get him on screen. But I don't see why this isn't a direction you can take to the directors you already have because it's not like they replaced Alden Aaron Wright. They replaced the directors
0: yeah and so the thing is fair, like yeah. you hired Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. what did you expect you were gonna get? Yeah these are the Lego movie like the Lego people. guys exactly Lego guys. so they did a lot of improv and apparently that was issues too because like with a big budget, you don't usually do a lot of improv because like time is money, time is yeah. money, especially when there's like visual effects and stuff like that to do. Yeah, no, if that, in
1: that respect, I can understand it, because improv is fun, especially on a comedy, because everybody sort of knows how to respond to improv. Yeah, But in something like this, you can't improv the world because you say one wrong thing and it changes the stakes of the whole galaxy. So, like,
0: <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I'm not saying replace Ron Howard solo. I find it to be fun. It's the newer movie that I've seen the most just because... I can put it on the background and just be chill, you know? Right. Because there's not many stakes. I know what happens to Han Solo in the end, you know? And I love Donald Glover's performance in it as Lando Calrissian. But I would love to see some footage from this, like, mostly filmed movie.
1: I'm so curious. Yeah, I feel like maybe another thing, like, for an anniversary, but then they're so protective of, like, the things that go wrong behind the scenes. Yeah. That I, I don't think we'll ever see it, but I would, I would really like to maybe like 20, 30 years from now.
0: Yeah. When they're like, okay, you know, let's make some more money out of stuff we already have in the vault. Open you know the people
1: vault. like us would pay to see it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I will put down my money now. Speaking of star Wars, Arzu. Okay. I will, I will keep this nice and I will keep
1: this short because we do <laughs> have, we do have friends who like what I'm about to rip to pieces. Everybody who listens to us regularly knows exactly where this is going, but Something I would like to see get the full justice league treatment in that you take it away from the director that made it reshoot it almost entirely beyond recognition and then have it replace the version that we already have is the rise of Skywalker. Like just shocked, shocking. It's shocking. I know it's a controversial opinion for me who is generally so nice about this movie, but yeah, like people are saying like with the new justice league, which I have not seen yet, that it tonally is more consistent with the universe that it is internally consistent that It is just an overall better experience. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Because it ruins the experience when the movie you release is totally inconsistent with the series and internally inconsistent and none of it makes any sense. So just give it to like a competent director and a competent writer. Use like scraps of the original footage that work because there are some cool shots in there. I'm not totally an unreasonable human being. And then just completely remake The Rise of Skywalker. And we just pretend that the 2019 one didn't happen. I guarantee you, I guarantee even people who like it will be happier. Like, guaranteed. Because anybody we know who actually likes it, what do they say? They're like, it's fun. Okay, make the new one fun too. Then they're not missing anything. And then we can all move forward. Far, far happier people than we are now.
0: Know what I mean? Yeah. I have Scooby-Doo in my notes. Right. And apparently there was this one joke that made it more R rating. What was the joke? I don't know, but um, James Gunn actually wrote the Scooby-Doo movies. Like the, the two live-action ones. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry, I can't say. <laughs> I'll just get it. Just so it the up. film, like first got an R rating because of a certain joke. He said that it was like the MPAA misinterpreted, but I'm dying to know what it is. The film eventually got a PG13 rating, but they, like they're like, no, this needs to go younger." They removed offensive material such as language, cleavage and sexual situations, including a same-sex kiss between Daphne and Belma. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I like
1: language and cleavage being lumped in with like same-sex kisses, as though they are all equally inappropriate.
0: This is like early two thousands. I know. I I would love to see it. I would love to see the original like R-rated Scooby Doo. Why do I feel like this kiss was in the trailer? It probably
1: was. because this doesn't seem like a wholly unfamiliar thing to me.
0: Or maybe you're just thinking of Sarah Michelle Gellar and in Cruel Intentions. Maybe, and I've just superimposed Velma and Daphne onto this. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, and I kind of like like the idea that it's more of like a spoof of Scooby-Doo, because like Scooby-Doo was popular like in the 70s, and all the like, original fans are older, so it would be interesting. Did Did y'all not have a big
1: Scooby-Doo renaissance in the 90s in the States?
0: Yeah, I really I think we like got the reruns and there was something on Cartoon Network. There was like the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo
1: that came back and like the pup named Scooby-Doo. And there was so much Scooby-Doo content on our cartoon channels. I feel like there was like everybody our age was sort of in the Scooby-Doo life. Like he just couldn't get away from it
0: yeah no I vividly remember seeing both of these in theaters because my parents were like it's a kid's movie let's go take ya you know so we understand because it would have been bad if you're like oh a Scooby-Doo movie and it's like R-rated and you're like oops
1: yeah that would have been a terrible idea as much as I'd like to see it now
0: yeah um I say still do it and you know I agree another one speaking of which uh speaking again of Justice League and all the superheroes we weren't really speaking of that I'm trying to do a segue but it didn't work (laughs) um Well, we're here because of
1: Justice League,
0: so... True. Ryan Reynolds decided to watch Green Lantern for the first time ever, he said, on his Twitter. I think it was just a way to promote his gen. Right. But it got me thinking, Taika Watiki is his sidekick, really. Could you imagine if you gave $70 million to him and Ryan Reynolds to like reshoot or re-edit the Green Lantern, what they could come up with?
1: So here's an indication of how much I've seen this movie. I... Did not realize Taika Waititi was in it.
0: It's not a big part, I don't think.
1: I think I saw it once in theaters and never again.
0: Yeah. I think you probably tried to like block it out of your memory. I, it was just, it's
1: not even that it was bad. It was just boring.
0: Yeah. That's like the worst thing a superhero movie could be. Because if it's bad, like it's like, like Batman and Robin, then it's like I still love fun. Batman and Robin. Same. Same. It's trash, but it's fun trash. My trash. <laughs> <It's> like my <laughs> okay. specific
1: brand of trash.
0: Yes. I'll take it. But yeah, so I think seeing those two work together again and have complete creative control would just be chaos. Beautiful chaos. Beautiful, beautiful chaos.
1: So one I would, I would like to see, which I don't think you could do without redoing the whole thing, is um, Guillermo del Toro was set to direct the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. And then something happened where he was, like, removed from the project. And Peter Jackson was put in, and the studio is basically going, make the Lord of the Rings again, but this time with different characters. And I know some people like the Hobbit movies, and that's totally cool. I only saw the first two. I never even made it to the third one. But I would have liked to see Guillermo del Toro's take because the Hobbit feels so different from the Lord of the Rings that I feel like the prequel movie should have felt different from, like, the original three Lord of the Rings and not, like, it's all part of one big saga because the whole thing kind of blurs together, so... I think if his creative aesthetic had been allowed to prevail and he had been allowed to sort of make the movies he wanted to make that he spent a lot of time making that I think he he spent years campaigning to make before they even put him on the project, or maybe he was just in talks for the project for a while. I'm a little fuzzy on the details now, but if basically if somebody handed me a blank check, a blank Hollywood check and said, what do you want after I finished remaking the rise of Skywalker, (laughs) I would then hand the rest of the money over to Yelmer del Toro and tell him to, Just go for it and make the Hobbit movie that he wants to make.
0: What also I want to see him make is a Haunted Mansion movie. Yes. There was rumors of that forever, but nothing came of it. I still have hope. I still have dreams. Even though Crimson Peak was kind of like his Haunted Mansion, but I feel like obviously that's like R-rated. Right. I see a PG version maybe. (laughs) I'm here
1: standing hard for Guillermo and I'm too much of a chicken to watch Crimson Peak. But And I've been told it's not scary at all. Tom Hiddleston. That's why I want to watch it. hmm But I'm too scared. Like, you don't understand how easy I scare that Crimson Peak is, is too much for me. Okay. I might watch it one day, like, on a sunny day at, like, 10
0: o'clock in the morning. Then it'll yeah. be okay. Don't watch, watch it at night. Definitely don't watch it at no, night. No, no, no. Something I have, like, morbid curiosity about is the first Back to the Future with Eric Soltz as the Marty. That would have been like- a
1: completely different movie.
0: I know. And I think like the tone would be so different. And I understand like Michael J. Fox is Marty. He is perfection in that role. But I'm just curious. We They've shown a few clips like on the DVD. I have the DVD set. Right. And it's just like I would like to see a little bit more to see what's happening. So what's his vibe? Is he as like awkward as Marty is? He's awkward, but like he's kind of cool. Like he's like. Yeah, because it's Eric Stoltz. Yeah, he's got like some swagger to him. Huh. But he doesn't have, like, the big expressions like Michael J. Fox does. Like, they did a comparison of the scene where they both look at their young father. And there's just so much on Michael's face. Right. And why And Eric they... Schultz now is, like, an amazing director and, like, producer and stuff like that. He does a lot of things behind the scenes now. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if, like, that's where his heart's been the entire time.
1: Could be. Did did they say why they changed Michael J. Fox?
0: Yeah. They, they filmed, like, 80, 90% of the movie... And they originally wanted Michael J. Fox, but he had issues with his TV series. Right. And they were like, it's just not working. They don't feel like there's like any chemistry and like, I think with Doc and everybody, you know. Right. So, yeah, they refilmed everything. That's insane. But then we have this classic now. So it actually worked. Worked out for the best. Yeah. But poor Eric Schultz.
1: I'm sure he's, I'm sure that they paid him anyway. I'm sure he's fine. Yeah,
0: he got paid. Yeah. Are there any other movies you could think of?
1: Hmm. None
0: that I, like, know that
1: might have gone in a different direction for a fact.
0: I mean, I know Edgar Wright only wasn't in the development stages of Ant-Man, but I really would have loved to see that. Yeah. Even though Peyton Reed's Ant-Man is great. I love the first one. But Edgar Wright's just, like, take on it would have been really cool to see. Yeah, I and mean, then Peyton Reed could have done the second one, because we like Peyton Reed. I like Ben yeah. anyway, yeah. He's solid. He's good. But, like, Edgar Wright has such a distinct voice in his yeah. drafting that I think would have really worked, especially for the character Ant-Man with Paul Rudd yeah. as Scott. <laughs> and that's the cool thing about the MCU when they really let a director be themselves.
1: Because yeah.
0: the MCU can't, like, like Taika doing um, Ragnarok, like. Yeah, I hope they see that, like, how successful that movie was and how much people, like, really enjoyed, like, Taika was, like voice in that and his humor and let people do that more because I feel like that might been what happened with Edward, Wright. It was too much of him. Right. Because like the Marvel movies take these not quite indie, but like not big blockbuster directors like the Russo brothers, like they were mostly TV directors. Yeah. So it feels like they have more control over them. Yeah. Yeah. But let them loose. Let them go
1: loose. Let the directors loose. (laughs) And then throw throw money at movies that need to be remade yes. is the lesson we should take here.
0: Yes. So we want to know what movies would you like to see the directors or other creators get a hand at? You can find us at thegeekywaffle.com, geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, the geeky waffle everywhere else on social media. Arzu, thank you for talking with me about some subjects I know. Thank you for listening to, to talk me talk about,
1: about Tross again.
0: <laughs> I know. It's like how much, how many times? Until they remake it. Then I'll Oh, stop. hey, you, you heard that. You're not going to stop hearing RZ talk about it until it gets remade. Look, either pay to remake it or pay me to stop. But money's yeah. going to have to change hands either way. These are threats. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thank you for listening, and we hope you all stay geeky.